0: Andy Rosser, Lettings Marketing Manager, and today I'm talking to Andrew Culverwell, our Group Lettings Technical Director, about the latest hot topics in the world of lettings regulation. In our latest QA, Andrew provides his spring 2023 insight on the regulatory situation for landlords, looking at the key topics that impact the lettings market. Good morning, Andrew. Morning, Andy. Uh, Let's kick off with the rental reform bill then, a story that seems set to rumble on without any clear end date still.
1: Well a point well made. Um, you know, yes, rental reform, you know, certainly remains, you know, both firmly on the agenda and in the headlines. Um, but timing and detail remain, you know, anything but clear. So I guess you know, by way of a reminder, um, details of government's intentions were published, you know, way back in June 2022 now, um, in a white paper um entitled A Fairer Private Rented Sector. Now, the main proposals um, within that white paper included um, abolishing the Section 21, commonly known as No Fault Eviction Notice, um, all tenancies to become periodic, so with no fixed end date. Also, there were new grounds to be implemented under the Section 8 um, for Possession Notice. Um, also, a decent home standard, uh, now you know, much in the news of late, of course, around um, mould and damp. Um, an introduction of a new property ombudsman for landlords um, and an interesting one here, a digital property portal. Um, now, many, ourselves included, kind of view this as a thinly disguised you know, um, form of landlord registration. Um, something that government has said on many occasions, it had no plans to introduce, but the, yeah, the digital property portal looks to be pretty much um, landlord regulation in, 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 in very thin disguise. But anyway, um, also um, an end to uh, blanket bans on things like pets and families. And also finally, um, the passporting of deposits. Um, And the aim here is to make life easier for tenants, um, you know, moving, moving between properties. So um, at the moment, uh, there's no firm idea as to when uh, the bill might progress further. Um, and looking at the government website, um, you know that was last updated on the matter in August of last year. That said, uh, Michael Gove, uh, Secretary of State for Leveling Up Housing and Communities, recently suggested in an interview um, that he would like to bring rental reforms um, forward this uh, summer, um, looking at better regulation of the private rented sector. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this came with really no concrete commitments or detail in really in any shape or form. Also, in a in a, in another recent BBC interview, he commented, um, and I'm quoting him here, that it was not acceptable for landlords to put up rents above inflation. And he went on to state that he would empower tenants to challenge large bill increases. Now. You know, tenants can, of course, you know, already challenge rent increases via a tribunal and, you know, at no cost to themselves. So, you know, how government plans to build on that, you know, well, of course, you know, we simply don't know, but perhaps um, in a similar way as um, in Scotland with rental caps, uh, which I think is something that, you know, we're we're, we're touching on shortly. Another really interesting point here that back in February, um, Clive Betts, um, who is chair of the Leveling Up Housing and Communities Committee, um, he commented, and I'm I'm quoting Clive here, um, by its own admission, the government's white paper did not address the underlying cause of the affordability crisis in the private rented sector, namely, the decades-long failure of successive governments to build enough homes. Um, And he went on to say, and again, I'm quoting him, of course, um, the government should remedy the blight of unfair evictions and insecurity of tenure experienced by too many tenants today. Um, From our inquiry, it's not clear the government fully appreciates um, that a creaking and unreformed court system in England risks undermining their own tenancy reforms, including the welcome commitment to a ban on no-fault evictions. For landlords and tenants it's vital the government now finds a practical way forward to enable courts to fast-track claims you know powerful words uh, from clive betts there that you know i think many of us would echo um full full, full details of, of that committee report um, can be found on the uk parliament website um under committees so okay then um in reality um we know that it can really take uh, you know a year or more for a bill like this to to be passed into law um, and progressing down this road really has has, has yet to, to, to start in earnest, so if we factor in an election at some point in twenty twenty four or early twenty twenty five and the process you know could 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 face even more interruption. And I think, you know, really a real concern in this regard, and it is a genuine heartfelt concern, is the possibility of hastily introduced vote winning legislation, an obvious point. Um, but if there's a change in government prior to the bill passing into law, then, you know, all bets may be off and, you know, we we could see, you know, a quite different approach to to tenancy reform, you know, under under a new government. I guess where we can arguably be, perhaps I think be, be more certain um, is that housing and tenancy reform will feature heavily in election manifestos you know, with all parties understandably looking to champion home ownership and tenant rights and yeah that's a, a positive thing um, but you know where do rhetoric and well-intentioned aspirations end and positive change begin and at what potential cost in terms of unintended consequences you know anything which risks driving landlords from the market and so reducing the stock of available properties is likely to you know to face you know fierce opposition and i think you're know, quite quite rightly so so what then might we expect to see i think it's a distinct it's distinctly possible that we might see certain elements of the bill dealt with separately on a piecemeal basis and, you know, in that regard, you know, one of the most keenly watched proposals is the abolition of Section 21, no fault evictions, which we touched on a few moments ago. And, you know, here finding a balance between allowing landlords to take possession of their property when required and then providing security tenants will not be without its challenges. And we go full circle back to Clive Betts concerns around a creaking court system. So um, staying with evictions for a moment. um, There's been much mention in the press of a welcome crackdown on anti Anti-social behaviour, with government confirming that it'll give, and again I'm quoting here, um, landlords and housing associations more power to evict unruly tenants who ruin their neighbours lives through persistent noise um, or by being drunk and disorderly. Um, based on current information, uh, the plan will be trialled in certain areas in England and Wales um, b- before being rolled out more widely in uh, 2024.
0: Thanks, Andrew. So, uh, I mean, too much for me to summarise and play back there. So really, uh, it sounds <laughs> as if landlords and tenants alike or we just need to stay abreast of industry news as there's plenty to resolve on this rental reform path. Um, we'll try and do our best with these podcast updates over time. So if people listen out for these, we will sure we'll have more news as the year develops. Indeed. So, talking of contentious points, 1st of April saw a change to the rent freeze in Scotland. Could you just summarise what has happened?
1: yes of course so the 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 rent freeze in scotland came into force um you know back at the end of 2022 now this was a kind of a temporary cap um introduced by the scottish government um as a measure to reduce the impact of cost of living crisis um on tenant households now, the temporary change in legislation effectively meant that landlords were unable to increase uh, their tenants' rent until uh, March the 31st of this year. So, in terms of developments, then, um, from April the 1st of this year, the zero percent cap has been lifted, um, with certain limitations. So, landlords can now serve notice, or will be able to serve notice, um, to their tenants and raise rent by up to three percent. Um, landlords can. Can, however, only do that um, if they haven't introduced a, a, another rental increase in in the previous twelve months, um, and not unreasonably, of course, tenants must also be given three months' notice of the increase. Although I guess many would argue for a slightly shorter notice period, depending on which side of the landlord-tenant fence you sit. Um, you know, another interesting point here: there's protection for landlords whose costs associated with their rental property have you know dramatically increased. Something that will be familiar to many landlords, you know, irrespective of whether In England Scotland or Wales Um, and those costs typically might include say mortgage payments insurance premiums or service charges here they can apply and apply being a key word here to increase the rent by a maximum of six percent you know they can't just simply increase by six percent yeah that's subject to review I'm pretty sure by by a tribunal now as already stated um, Michael Gove um, you know may be considering something like this for England Um, you know we'll have to wait and see on that I guess (laughs) Okay,
0: thanks Andrew. It'll be interesting to see in Scotland if there may have been any unintended consequences from the rent freeze over time, perhaps such as landlords looking to make up, in inverted commas, lost ground on rental income when it comes mm. to new tenancies. So we'll have yeah, a look indeed. at that in due course. Um, moving around the UK and over the border into Wales now, uh, what do landlords need to pay attention to here?
1: Well, Andy, as we know, you know the, the, the Renting Home Wales Act um, represented you know, far reaching changes uh, for properties let in Wales when it came into force back in uh, December of last year. Now, you know, I think it's fair to say the regulations appear to be settling down pretty well. Um, However, you know, grassroots changes like these rarely come without some form of clarification um, or amendment, um, you know, at, at some point as things settle down. And, you know, in this regard, you know, it, 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 it's fairly early days. And so, you know, we, we continue, you know, to monitor the situation and to, you know, see how best we can support our landlords and tenants and make representations, you know, to to, to, to the Welsh Government as required. Um, an, an important marker for landlords in Wales here, however, um, is the fast approaching deadline of May the 31st for the issuing of a written statement for pre-existing short short hold tenancies. Um, now, this is a mandatory requirement as part of the conversion process. So, um, you know, fast approaching deadline for those landlords if they've not, not, not dealt with it already, which of course, you know, many I'm sure will have done. Um, so, you know, really, I guess for further information, you know, on this point and others relating to the changes in Wales, then gov.wales is a, is a, is a really important um, you know, source of information for, for landlords and tenants, um, as, of course, um, is your local countrywide brand in Wales.
0: Thanks, Andrew. So just to pick up that key date, just to repeat, the 31st of May is the key deadline for the issuing of a written statement for pre-existing assured shorthold tenancies in Wales. Okay, uh, moving on. There's something new on the horizon.
1: Involves the CMA, the Competition and Markets Authority. Can you elaborate, Andrew? Yeah, of course. um again as we've already mentioned, yeah, affordability and the availability of homes, you know, is never far from the news. You know, be that relating to owner occupiers um, or tenants. Now, Competition and Markets Authority, uh, CMA, um, has launched a new phase of work in the housing sector. Uh, CMA, you know, has confirmed. That and I'm quoting here will seek to shed light on the experience of renters and explore whether more could be done to help landlords and intermediaries. I think by that they mean agents um, to understand their obligations. Now the study will look at the end-to-end tenant experience, noting, you know, as you would expect, of course, um, any consumer protection issues, you know, which may arise. Um, that CMA is, you know, is a is a, is a body that, that that may not be familiar to a lot of people, but it's important to remember that that it is no blunt instrument it has far-reaching investigative powers and can also impose legally binding remedies. Um, I guess you few would argue against a review of this nature Um, but from a residential lettings perspective an arena where so much of the tenant journey is highly regulated you know it'll be genuinely interesting to see what transpires. Um, Their report um, is due in the summer and uh, so not too long to wait.
0: Thanks, Andrew. And we will certainly review this report in our podcast when it comes out in due course. Finally, Andrew, any news on minimum energy efficiency standards?
1: Uh, indeed there is and there's always something about energy efficiency when we do these po- these podcasts um so I'm um, gonna you know, kind of breaking news at the time of this recording um you know we were not alone in previously suggesting that the 2025 deadline by which landlords um, had to achieve a minimum C rating looked ever more likely to be delayed you know given the speed at which that date was approaching you know and also the absence of any kind of re- real detail around you know what support might be available etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, So based on a number of as yet unconfirmed reports, the 2025 deadline looks to be pushed back to 2028. Now, with little detail available at this stage, a hypothesis is probably um, not not terribly helpful. Um, However, some might consider this, um, if it's true, to be effectively kicking the energy efficiency can further down the road, um, where a new government uh, post-election can deal with the matter. Uh, many landlords here in particular those with older housing stock will well i think breathe breathe a you know huge sigh of relief um listeners you know can keep up to date on this and other matters um, um as usual at the gov.uk website
0: thank you Andrew and uh, very informative as always a lot to uh, to chew over there today uh, and thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of let's talk lettings if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe for future episodes through our usual podcast service And remember to share on social media, we'd really appreciate it.